It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. What are we going to do today? Well, we have a cleanup pile. This is going to be cleanup day. I've got a lot of articles, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that I just want to uh, get out of the way, put them out there, give you something to think about, and uh, do a little homework that our deadhead media really doesn't want to do. A few items to clean up the Hillary Benghazi hearing that took place. Right at the end, Jim Jordan, who was really good at what he did, uh, holding her to, well, whatever kind of account you think she's being held to. uh, He said, right at the end, he said there are 5,000 pages of Ambassador Stevens' emails that they haven't even been able to go through. He said, quote, we just got them. We haven't even had a chance to go through them in a detailed fashion. 5,000 pages of the ambassador's email. I mean, how can you have an investigation if you don't get access to the central figure in this tragedy, the ambassador himself and his communications and his records? And he's completely right. This whole idea that this is taking so long and they're spending so much money, again, This comes down to the fact that the delay, the obstruction that's been going on from the State Department, from Hillary, from everybody who doesn't want this information to get out, because if it really did, it would be a real easy story to digest, to dissect, and to know what really happened over there. Now, the reason I bring this up also is the fact that... uh, Here we had testimony, Jim Jordan got it out of Hillary, that she didn't, he, Chris Stevens, did not even have Hillary's at Clinton.com email address. Tries to have it all ways is what Hillary's trying to do. He can't have direct communications. Chris Stevens did not have the ability to have direct communications. He had to send it to the .gov. And if Hillary got to it, great. If she didn't, oh well. And yet she talks about the fact that she didn't want to micromanage the situation. She relies on those at the, the levels just below her to pass the information up to her, which it was passed. This was a convenient excuse for Hillary to say, I never got any messages. Well, there's 5,000 pages of the kinds of pleas from Chris Stevens that were going on. This is, I mean, emails galore from all kinds of people that had really indirect, uh, an indirect understanding, knowledge, well, participation in the whole Libya fiasco. 
And here you can't get Chris Stevens to get the time of the day from who he is supposed to report to, and that's Hillary Clinton. Uh, the HuffPo, which is uh, the Huffington Post, has a writer, Ambassador Stevens. This is how you justify Hillary and her lack of responsibility and accountability in the whole entire Libya thing. Again, as I've said, this was her little commander in chief war for a day operation. And when it when it was going strong, Sidney Blumenthal gave her seven six hundred seven hundred and sixty five emails. The very next year in 2012, when it started to go bad, those emails started to dissipate. Why? Oops, wow, my little project didn't work. I guess it's not a resume enhancement for, well, let's somehow make it a resume enhancement. And here you have a Huffington Post writer trying to blame Ambassador Stevens. Grimm said, and I just want you to read, uh, listen to his words that he writes because it'll give you a real good feel about, well, the kind of politics that takes place even with what shouldn't be political. This whole operation in Libya, the whole idea that we can't get the time of the day as far as the information is concerned. Grimm said regarding this kind of a cowboy, this is how he brands him, but I'm just gonna read it word for word. One little paragraph here. One thing that hasn't been talked about at all by either side here, I think is uh, there's an obvious reason for it is Ambassador Stevens was a particular type of ambassador. And I would say this in the best way possible. He was kind of a cowboy. He was somebody who took a lot of risks and he did so knowingly. He wanted the U.S. image in Libya to be one that was fearless and upfront. He would go jogging around Benghazi without any security protection. He was trying to let the local people there know that he didn't look to th- at them as enemies. And when you can take risks like that, you know, terrible things can happen. And that's what happened here. But Hillary Clinton doesn't want to raise that issue because then it sounds like you're blaming him for what happened. Well, you just did, Mr. Writer at Huffington Post. It's just amazing. This, the whole idea that the Clintons can play politics with everything and they're never held to account and the media follows right along because it's really important that she be the next in line for the Democrat, for this country. All right, we've got a couple of breaking headlines regarding Iran. And uh, the U.S. is going to begin direct action on the ground in Iraq and Syria. This is leading from behind or reacting because you have led from behind. You let the thing disappear. You let the thing turn into a nightmare. And now you got to do something about it because if you don't step it back into it, Russia is going to take complete control with their ally, Iran. And all of a sudden you're going to look at Syria, Iran and Russia completely running the Mideast. Iran invited for the first time. This is another headline. Iran has been invited for the first time to join international talks on Syria's future. I guess that goes hand in hand with this. A couple more headlines here, and this has everything to do with Boehner and his last stand before he leaves town and doing what Boehner does best, and that is completely ignore the base, 
of his party, standing up on no principles because he doesn't have any principles. If you want to look at this, this is exactly like the Iran deal. It was all about a piece of paper for Obama. And he got it done. Well, this this budget deal that's coming up on the debt ceiling situation, Jeff, uh, Jeff Sessions, senator from Alabama, his quote was, my knees quiver at the sound regarding this deal that Boehner is trying to do on his way out the door. And as I was reading this article, I'm worried about how fast it's moving, Sessions said. I see no reason for that. Based on what I know, it now appears the president got whatever he wanted. So here you have Iran getting whatever they want. These are deals so similar. Iran getting whatever they wanted in the Iran deal that Obama kept stepping away from red lines. Well, John Boehner didn't even put up any red lines. He's giving Obama whatever he wants. He's going out of town, leaving town with that piece of paper, and somehow he thinks it's going to be his legacy. Well, actually, it will be John Boehner's legacy because his legacy is not standing up for anything. Saw an article, $4 trillion of budget deals have been done between Boehner and Obama since 2011, since Boehner was in there. And now you have Boehner talking about uh, uh, this, well, as, as the deal states, the deal, and I had to look this up, and I'll read a brief, a brief description, a brief um, definition of what it means, because I, I, I thought that I knew what it meant. The deal officially unveiled by John Boehner Tuesday would suspend the debt limit. Remember how we've talked about here? That the clock stopped at $18.5 trillion in March of 2015. Well, they're going to stop the clock through 2017. It's so important to get a deal that they don't have to cross this bridge again regarding battling down at the last minute, getting a debt ceiling so we don't go broke, so we don't default on our loans in this country. Well, they're going to suspend the debt limit till 2017, which means we don't know how much we're spending. We don't know how much the debt is going up at that point. And this is perfect for Boehner. He gets to tout a deal. It's perfect for Obama because the debt clock is stopped at $18.5 trillion and they've been spending, it was $4 trillion in four years. So just add, since it's been suspended, Plus another two years, we're talking another $2.5 trillion on top just with those numbers. And that doesn't take into account that spending is going up percentage-wise every year, every month, every day. So $2.5 trillion on $18.5 trillion, yeah, we're looking at $21 trillion. And that's basic estimates based on the same amount of spending. The one thing about this takes the whole counting of those numbers until Obama's gone. Now, I wonder what he's going to do when he gets out of office. Or I wonder what Democrats will do when the next president is elected. Ooh, we have settled. We have not. We have undone the suspension of the debt limit. And now we need that clock to tick again. 
gee, somebody else is in office at this time. Do they get the blame for it? That's the way the media loves to do things, isn't it? So this is, again, this is so typical of why Boehner lost his job in the first place. And there was another article talking about Paul Ryan not being for this. This isn't the way Washington should work. And one of the articles that I saw, the headline was, Paul Ryan playing good cop, bad cop. Is Paul Ryan really in favor of this deal just to get it behind us at this point? No matter how much money goes down the tube again, no matter how much there is no cutting of the spending, spending just keeps going up, the debt limit keeps going up, and this country, if we don't handle this, if the if the snow piles too high on the roof, I can promise you that roof cannot take too much weight. All right, so what else do we got here? I am having a slight problem. Oh, hey, look, here's Nancy Pelosi slamming pan, slams Planned Parenthood defunding attempts and encourages compromise. And what is her reasoning for this? Nancy Pelosi, miss compromise, right? You know, these people, both her and Obama, boy, whenever they want to use the Pope and use religion, they will. I am a diehard Catholic, says Pelosi, except everything she stands for and everything she does completely goes against the grain of her actual Catholic faith. Encourages compromise. That's what Pope Francis told us to do. And Obama follows it up. World needs ambitious long-term agreement to protect this earth for our kids. After all, as he stated, Pope Francis reminds us so eloquently, eloquently, this planet is a gift from God and our common home, and we should leave it to our kids in better shape than we found it. Typical. Just so typical. When it's convenient, you use religion. You use the Pope. And, of course, when it's not convenient, you, ca- you, you castigate it. You lambaste it. And you have your willing deadhead media side by side with you saying they'll do that too. All right, we've got the Islamic State assassins are infiltrating refugee camps and murdering Christians in their beds. It was claimed today. Demons of ISIS execute Syrian. Did you see? Uh, I saw this video. Now they had it blurred out. But they, it's like, it's like entertainment to them finding different ways to execute people. They rolled a tank over this guy. And you can see just before the the tank tracks are getting to him, he's jumping up and down like, can I be spared? And then they show an image right after it. Now, it was all blurred, so you couldn't see anything. But uh, to say the least, the body was flattened against the pavement. It's just disgusting. And yet... Here we have no emphasis on holding ISIS to any kind of accountability. They've got free reign over there. And when push comes to shove and you don't have the stones to do it, you invite Russia in. And now it's a nightmare. And here we have United States having to get back involved in it. 
we didn't ever have to leave the place in the fir- when when we left. And just that imagery alone of the United States and a force of 20, 30, 40,000 troops very close by would create a protective zone. But, hey, water under the bridge is too late at this point. Uh, The FBI revealed today that it is investigating hundreds of cases of ISIS-related activities in America today, even as the Justice Department has announced that it really doesn't care about ISIS and is more interested in hunting down extremist, anti-government Americans. That's the focus of our Justice Department. Hey, ISIS, we can't see them, but these people, we can track them. We know how bad anti-government views, racism, bigotry, and anarchy, and other despicable beliefs. There's more emphasis on going after, quote, domestic terrorists than there is at going after the real terrorists. Looking back over the past few years, it is clear that domestic terrorists and homegrown violent extremists remain a real and present danger to the United States. We recognize that over the past few years, more people have died in this country in attacks by domestic terrorists than in attacks associated with an international terrorist group. To identify trends to help shape our strategy and to analyze legal gaps or enhancements required to ensure we can combat these threats. My goodness, this country. I don't know. Can we survive? All right, we'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show here on 810-KLBZ. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are the responsible party, your company, for making those exhibits work right on the convention floor, and it seems that it's nothing but hassles and headaches and nightmares, that the logistics just aren't working, I encourage you to make a phone call to Nominal Exhibit Services. They're the one place that starts and ends the process. They take you from point A to point B, and they will free up the most important thing you need, time to do business at these conventions. Conventions. So call them, 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. I'm going to get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings, and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back here. Uh, I actually Googled a little bit and got this whole idea of suspending the debt limit and exactly what it means. Congress rendered the debt limit statute inoperative, thereby waiving the debt limit through March 15th, 2015. So this 
suspension goes back even before they stop counting the clock. So this is three years. This is three years we have no idea how much debt this country owes, which means we have no idea how much Obama is spending. This means that there is no debt limit in place to control borrowing for more than an entire year. And what is the proposal Boehner is doing? Giving Obama exactly what he wants. How the ability to hide the spending, the ability for that spending not to be seen. That's exactly what this is all about. This is all about free reign of spending. When the debt limits, this is the key here, when the debt limit suspension ends, the debt limit is automatically increased to reflect the amount of borrowing that occurred since the last debt limit. Wow. So in other words, who knows how much money is going to be spent. But when that $18.5 trillion where the, the clock has been stopped, If this deal goes through, that clock is going to stop until Obama's out of office. And when that clock starts up again, we're looking at we're looking at three trillion now on top of that. That's twenty one, twenty two million trillion dollars. That would be more than twelve trillion dollars that Obama has spent in his eight years. With perfect proof that you cannot spend your way to prosperity, that government cannot be the lead as far as invention and innovation. Government should be paper pushers on the mandates that are laid out in our preamble as far as what the responsibilities of the federal government are. That's great. Do your job in that regard. There's enough to do in that regard. But as far as all this, extra, you know, here's the bottom line, is that it happens so slowly that we just take it for granted. And that's the biggest problem, is that shock. Now, this is going to give Boehner what he wants to do. He's going to go home to Ohio and play golf on a daily basis and tout that, look what I accomplished. I got it to where Congress was not fighting with the president over debt limit deals, raising the debt ceiling. I am such a hero in my own mirror. All right, let's get to, uh, and let's see. Oh, one more, that breaking news article that just came out. And that is the GOP House is beginning impeachment against the IRS chief. This all revolves around the Justice Department saying there's no there there, there's no crime there. Oh, it was just a bunch of, uh, well, it was just a bunch of mistakes made. And, uh, well, they're going after the IRS chief and, his, again, uh, John Koskinen. And uh, they're accusing him of misleading the public and destroying documents that were being sought under a congressional subpoena. It is the latest move in the battle over Tea Party targeting at the tax agency and comes less than a week after the Justice Department issued a report finding no criminal behavior in the IRS's decision to subject conservative groups to intrusive scrutiny. Well, I guess they can't get to Lois Lerner. But this is all about, as it said, uh, misled Congress, specifically 
The IRS chief misled Congress when he said he turned over all of the former IRS senior lowest learners' emails and oversaw destruction of evidence when his agency destroyed backup tapes. I mean, the guy is corrupt who's running the IRS, but it's all a part of the entire executive branch. Remember, the IRS is in the executive branch. All of it is within the confines of Obama. If one thing Obama has control of, that's his executive branch. And there are no rules in that executive branch. Whatever you can do, whatever you can get away with, however corrupt you can be, and somehow, some way, since the Department of Justice is in the executive branch too, do you think the Department of Justice is going to rail against all of this? After Eric Holder was in office, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Loretta Lynch is, is a step up. But it's all about putting yes people in your administration. And that's exactly what happened. And the yes means you can be corrupt. You can break the law. And yes, we will protect you. And that's exactly what's going on. So I have no, I have no idea what this is going to come to. I would presume... That with Koskinen, because he filled in, I would presume that there's a good chance that Koskinen will be impeached because that will give the media another story to report saying, see, it was all Koskinen. It's, he's the John Dean, and if it wasn't for him, none of this would have happened. So we recommend that uh, uh, because there was... He didn't have a full feel for what's going on. We recommend uh, no charges be filed against Koskinen either, but he's going to lose his job. Yeah, you think he's going to lose his pension too? Of course not. All right, these, uh, uh, the whole idea that, again, ISIS threats in this country, and there are plenty of investigations in all 50 states. The FBI, James Comey reported, there are investigations on real ISIS terroristic threats across this country, and yet it's more important for this administration and for its F FBI to determine that, and this whole idea that there's been more deaths. Yeah, well, if you start counting every incident that happens out there, of course it's going to add up. At DeVry University's Keller Graduate School. Of Is that me? Well, we've got something bouncing into the way here, and it can only be one video, and I will, and in fact, I think we're done with that article, so go ahead, Jorge, I think we're okay on that. Uh, Obama fuels the flames of the anti-cop movement, a White House discussion about improving the relationship between police departments and black Americans. President Obama declared that the moment is here. Valerie Jarrett and him met with these radicals at Black Lives Matters movement and encouraged them to keep going. See, this was a this was a moment, a Martin Luther King moment that Obama could have shaped. I mean, we know from incidences around this country and videos that have popped up that there are certain Black Lives Matter leaders that are certainly for killing of cops. One of them has been charged as with terrorist threats, and uh, she's in court. 
going through the process. And I, I remember seeing the video of her like she was incredulous that somehow she was in court after a three-minute rant that was very threatening. You know, the other thing about this is uh, is that they're talking about a, a readjustment to the Department of... Uh, uh, they're talking about our prison systems and how they want to free everybody who is a nonviolent criminal. You have consequences. Well, if they're not violent, then because there's so much overcrowding going on. And that brings up the, the last cop that was killed in New York. It's the fourth in 11 months. He was basically chasing down somebody. This guy was released by a judge in New York City. The report from the deadhead media that he only had four crimes that he was arrested for. And the specific one he was up in front of the judge with was nonviolent, so the judge let him go. There were 28 other times he was arrested and or charged. Plenty of armed robberies, burglaries, plenty of violent crimes. But this judge was only basing it on the crime that was on the docket at that time, refusing to look at his history. So he releases him under the auspices that he's a nonviolent criminal. That judge had every one of the charges and all of those, that guy's records. Guy's 28 years old, I think, 30 years old, with 28 charges against him, lots of them violent charges. And yet this judge released him, and what do you have? A dead cop as a result of it. Yeah, our prison systems need reform. But it's not the reform of just releasing people because they have a nonviolent crime. If there's an entire nonviolent crime history, maybe. But it's bigger than this. It's a bigger, there's, it's a bigger problem and it needs a bigger solution. And it's all about education. We'll be right back on The Tim Burns Show. I don't dream like you. I don't have the same skin as you. I don't wear my hair like you. I don't dance like you. I don't come from the same place as you. But I will give you CPR. With first aid and CPR training from the American Red Cross, you can be ready to save a life today. Contact your local chapter or visit redcross.org. When you help the American Red Cross, you help America. Hi, I'm Courtney, and I'm a firefighter. One of the resources we use to notify you of a threat to life or property, such as a wildfire, flood, or police action, is the Emergency Notification Service. You need to register your mobile or landline phone so we know what number to call. To find the link to your local service, go to 911colorado.org. That's 911colorado.org. This message is brought to you by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and your local station. 
Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. I, you know, I just found the info on uh, the cop who got killed in New York and the record of the criminal who killed him. And the cop was black. He was actually a, an immigrant from Guyana. He was 33 years old. He came from a family of police officers. Five years on the new NYPD, had won several awards, aimed, and he was looking to become a detective. Now, the criminal, Tyrone Howard, a career criminal, arrested 28 times over the last 16 years, including once for the shooting of a nine-year-old boy. Now, shouldn't the judge have brought that in as a perspective of whether this guy was violent or not? Whether he was a nonviolent criminal and should be allowed to be back on the streets? Even Mayor de Blasio, who won office by demonizing cops, called Howard a, quote, hardened and violent criminal who should not have been on the streets. Well, it's obviously should have not been on the streets means that this is all Mayor de Blasio covering himself after the fact. Howard, the prisoner facing a, uh, the criminal, facing a six-year prison sentence last May for leading a drug gang, was instead sent to a drug treatment program. Oh, okay, so... It was a nonviolent charge. He was just leading some sort of conspiracy in a RICO-type gig, racketeering. Conspiracy was instead sent to a drug treatment program by overly lenient judges. He was involved in a shootout with gang rivals last Tuesday when Holder and other officers gave chase as they got close. Turned Howard turned and killed the cop with a single shot to the head from an illegal handgun. So... This is what's wrong with our criminal system right now. It's so overloaded because we have this one-size-fits-all mentality of put them in, hope they survive. When they come out, what happens? They're not better than when you put them in there. I've talked about a multi-level prison system with education as the number one priority. You want to give somebody... Look, we have laws... And we have consequences from breaking those laws. And we have places where those consequences and penalties for breaking those laws have to take place. What we need is that not only consequences that put you behind bars, but we should have consequences within the prison system itself. Consequences for doing something wrong within the prison system while you're doing time. And what we don't have is what we really need. We need consequences for making the right choice. And that's the only way you can do that is to have a multi-level level tiered system where you can earn your way out of there. And what do you earn? You earn an education. You show that you have 
the desire to want to change or better your life. And there are plenty of people in prison who were just at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. And yet because of the, the rigidness of what mandatory charges and mandatory sentences have to take place, you give a kid like that, a young kid, an opportunity to educate his way out of there, I promise you if you had a system like that, there would not be the, recis- the recidivism that, ha- that takes place as a result of our one-size-fits-all prison mentality. All right, White House, uh, let's see here. Oh, we've got, um, this is old Paul Ryan news, pledges a clean slate. Well, after the story I just read, (laughs) there's not much more of a clean slate for Paul Ryan than to have Boehner do a deal on the way out the door. It clears the deck for the next two years without any debt ceiling battles to have to take place. That's a pretty convenient clean slate to work with, I'd say. Uh, And, of course, the White House is praising Paul Ryan. Why? Because they've seen his history of... Well, to say, to just put it in a one word, compromise. When compromise overtakes principles, compromise is worthless. Uh, the president believes that Congressman Ryan is someone who has given considerable thought and significant issues that must be worked in through Congress. Well, that must be worked through in Congress, said the. Uh, uh, one of the White House spokespeople's, he pointed out, now this is the Obama spokesperson talking about a Republican who ran against Obama in 2012 as the vice president. He pointed out that he, quote, commands respect from Republicans as a member of the 2012 presidential ticket. When you have that kind of an endorsement from Obama, red flags should go up. The hair on your neck should stand up. So what are we going to get with Paul Ryan? Because, I mean, if you listen to people out there, it's a done deal. In fact, Paul Ryan is the only one who can replace, who can step up and do this. We'll find out exactly what Ryan does when he gets there, if that's going to be the case. Because uh, I guess the vote is coming, I think, as early as tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You know, both, (laughs) both Bernie Sanders and Hillary, they've got to have this imagery of, of uh, catering to the illegals that are out there and incorporating them into their campaign. Sanders' campaign enlists illegal to help win Latino vote. Became the second Democratic presidential hopeful to enlist a dreamer to a high-profile campaign position by hiring Miss Vargas, an undocumented immigrant who came who became the first without legal status to be approved to work as a lawyer in New York. Vargas has joined the Sanders campaign Latino outreach team. All right, uh, Puerto Rico. Remember I mentioned Puerto Rico, $72 billion in debt. They're looking for a bailout from Washington, D.C. Puerto Rico, this is another headline that came out a couple of days later, looks to organ transplants to help cure their ailing economy. Oh, my goodness. Trying to build its medical tourism industry from a current level of about $80 million a year to $300 million 
by 2017 as part of its efforts to heal its their $72 billion in debt, $300 million. We're talking about hundreds of millions is going to cure their alien economy. But what are the what's the downside to this? If this becomes a a meat market for transplants, what do you think? They're going to get some of those, well, some of those specimens that they need. Puerto Rico, in a certain part of San Juan, is an unbelievable drug-infested, heroin-infested slums. Haven't they done plenty of movies kind of like this? Uh, Putin accuses West of playing double game in Syria. It's always difficult to play a double game, declaring a fight against terrorists while simultaneously trying to use some of them to arrange the pieces on a Middle East chessboard in one's own interest, (laughs) Putin said. Well, this is, I tell you, he must be learning from Obama how you do, uh, how you do reach out propaganda because it seems like he's describing Obama. Uh, he's describing himself here. Hey, this is me. I'll just blame Obama for being me. <laughs> Obama, uh, okay, we got that uh, out of the way. Federal judge orders, I mentioned this just briefly. Federal judge orders Louisiana to fund Planned Parenthood. State of Louisiana defunded Planned Parenthood. And Bobby Jindal, I mean, such a great opportunity. You defund Planned Parenthood. You give Planned Parenthood a way to come up with some different options that actually revolve around planning for parenthood, which abortion doesn't. Another laboratory potential to come up with solutions instead of just the automatic. On top of that, didn't Planned Parenthood, after getting $528 million in funding, they are profitable. They call themselves nonprofit. They had $127 million in profits. You think they could perhaps take some of those profits and fund so they can keep their game, their business model going forward while perhaps the state of Louisiana tries some other options, specifically revolving around adoption options, carrying the baby to term, giving that young woman the option to carry and to make a decision at the end of the line. If she really doesn't think she can handle it, There'll be plenty of waiting prospective adoption for parents out there. What a great start to a real solution that revolves around, wow, hmm, what does our Declaration of Independence say? What's the first unalienable right? Life. Why can't this country find its motivation as life? All right, so we've got uh, Ryan secures the speakership. Uh, Freedom Caucus doesn't uh, issue a formal endorsement of uh, Paul Ryan, but there's a lot more endorsements from Democrats. They just keep coming out one side of the... Doesn't, Doesn't it make sense that if the adversaries are all for a certain leader, 
that you have to at least take a step back and think? I guess not for them. Massive new surge of illegals at borders. 10,000 caught in September. I reported this a couple months ago that it was in the, it was every month more illegals, children from Central America were being caught. It was in the 3,000, then 3,500, then 10,000. It's escalated furiously. The surge of children and families crossing the southwest border illegally accelerated again in September, leaving fiscal year 2015 the second worst on record. Agents caught 4,476 children traveling without parents on the border last month. Okay, so this is uh, adults and children, 4,400. So what I reported as 3,000, then 3,300, 3,500. Now we're up to 4,400. It's just growing. Well, it's growing like Obama's spending habits. It's growing like our budget grows every year. Suggesting that smugglers, and this is the key here, because they're motivated. They know the border is wide open. And because the border is wide open, the smugglers don't have to give them the excuse of, hey, it's a difficult thing to get you across the border, and once you get across the border, you know, we can't tell you what to do. Well, they don't have to worry about that because the border is wide open. Smugglers have once again stepped up their efforts to entice Central Americans to make the to make the crossing. Officials in Washington blamed violence and poor economic conditions in Guatemala. Well, there's poor and violent economic conditions all over the world. All over Mexico, Central America, and South America. I mean, that's a problem that needs to be solved at the source, down there. Hey, it's poor economic problems. Okay, come on up. Agents on the ground. uh, Officials in Washington. this This is the bureaucrats versus the people who actually are on the ground at ground level. Officials in Washington blame violence and poor economic conditions for pushing illegal immigrants to flee their homes and head north. Agents on the ground said the problem is lax U.S. enforcement, entices the migrants to make the dangerous journey, assured that they will be allowed in the U.S. rather than turned away at the border. This is the promo now by the smugglers. Caught at the border are given paper setting court. This is really sad. Because not only do they make it, but again, as I've stated over and over, every gate is wide open to get into a line, to get some sort of step-by-step towards a legal status of some sort. And so they're flooding the system. No, they just got caught. No sending them back. No, you get them a piece of paper. All right, I'll finish up this one thing when we come back on the Tim Burns Show on 810KLVZ.
Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions. And if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle. You know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal 303-901-9090. All righty then, let's get back to this. Uh, one more on this. Central American families and children caught at the border are given papers setting court dates but are then released into the U.S. The government calls those documents, quote, notices to appear. But the illegal immigrants regularly refer to them as permisos, or free passes, because they give tentative permission to be in the country while they await their court appearances. In some cases, certain court appearances aren't, you're not even getting a court date till 2019. So what's going to, what do you, how are they going to twiddle their thumbs? Well, they're here. Somehow we can't let them starve. And again, you get one of these notices to appear, and I'm going to presume that's a ticket to go walk into a line and get all sorts of government subsidies. You know, my, (laughs) man, we won't get into that. Um... The influx triggers dramatic deterioration of relations. This is, this is the European onslaught that's going on. More than 500,000 people have entered Europe via Greece this year. The bulk of these arrivals are going through the former Yugoslavia, and they're heading towards countries such as Austria and Germany. The, there's an outcry. Here's another headline outcry in overrun English village. It used to be beautiful around here, said flight engineer Trevor Gordon, 64, seated at the bar under the low wooden beams of the White Horse Pub. This has nothing to do with racism, he added, but why are they here? We've got a video of migrants storming the the uh, channel tunnel, the channel as it's called. Sweden almost triples estimates as system is buckling. Sweden being overrun. The country's migration, and why? Because they were given open arms in the first place. And when the word gets out that there's open arms at this country and there's open arms at this country, where do you think people are going to flock? You know that that uh, in Hungary, they built that wall in about, that fence in about three or four days. It completely worked. I saw pictures of that fence. It had razor wire, coiled razor wire at the bottom of the base of the straight-up fence. You can see through the whole thing. It had more coiled wire, both sides at the top and at the bottom, and it worked. And there wasn't much of a cost to that particular fence. The country's migration agency in Sweden raised its forecast to as many as 190,000 people arriving this year, another 170,000 in 2016. The agency warned costs will rise to $7 billion next year, double its earlier forecasts. 
and reach almost 70 billion kronar, which is uh, about 8 billion, annually. Annually. They're going to spend $8 billion annually because they had open arms and had no clue as to how many people would say, wow, we're coming. Current refugee situation lacks an equivalent in modern times. We see people literally walking through Europe. The government in Sweden has tried to highlight the benefits of gaining new labor. Wow. So they made the determination that somehow they could incorporate, well, cheap labor. In other words, they were all open arms because they wanted to build this well, this two-layer economic system. You got your low-paid, for lack of a better word, low-paid slaves taking care of, well, the jobs that most Swedes just don't want to do, right? What a trade-off. If we manage to improve the reception and speed up the establishment of the newly arrived, we could be the country in Europe that can meet the demographic challenge of an aging population with a smile. This is all about replacing and helping to pay for the socialistic aspect. They tax it, what, 75, 80, 85, 90% is the tax rate over in Sweden? May have taken a little longer, but they're figuring it out that it doesn't work. You've got to produce something. You just can't milk the, on top of that. Here you have government as the end all to the greatest decisions that can be made. Real dumb. But what do we expect? It is government. It's not that government is necessarily dumb. It's just that it's built that way. It's built to not be a leader. It's built to take care of paperwork and to take care of government business, and that's it. No good ideas ever come out of government. We're going to talk tomorrow about an education. I'm going to wrap up a little Thomas Jefferson and throw my ideas out for an education system, a, a redo of our education system. Now, I've made bits and pieces here and there over the, the last bunch of months as far as uh, uh, throwing out some information, but I'm going to try and organize it in such a way that I can give a start to finish on how we can, well, how we can become re-educated in this country and not the kind of re-education that takes place, if you know what, re-education camps. No. What we need is we need a system that doesn't cater to the system, but it caters to the kids in the system. All right. So, Oh, here was the article on the White House. Is, uh, says Congress must act to help. Puerto Rico. Okay, we can't. <laughs> We've suspended the debt, the debt counter. We're going to have a clean slate, like there's not any debt going on for two years. And yet, let's add a little more to the mix. Let's bail out Puerto Rico. I mean, when is there going to be actually any self responsibility? Whether it's individuals, whether it's Local, local, state, federal, 
the God, I mean, when is there going to be self-responsibility instead of just always saying, well, we made a mistake. Yeah, that was money washed down the tube. Uh, the administration's proposal would give a way to restructure Puerto Rico's $72 billion in debt. Great. All right, uh, here was an article. Barack Obama's. This came from uh, England, a U.K. newspaper. And they're really in support of Obama in this, but they are pointing out what I guess, honestly, they need to point out. And they're looking for somebody else to blame besides Obama. President uh, Barack Obama's painful Afghan journey. President's tenure will be seen as a confused but well-intentioned pause in a struggle with Islamists. Parallels with the event war in Vietnam may be overdone, yet there are troubling echoes. Now, they went through all this in this article. I just pulled these points out. More importantly, there's no credible endgame to Mr. Obama's new plan. That headache will be inherited by his successor. Yes, it will. Why should this latest Afghan plan have a greater impact than earlier ones? The answer is that it will not, nor is it meant to. Mr. Obama's partial reversal is aimed at shoring up the highly fragile gains of the 14-year U.S. president. His decision was pressured by military commanders. There is also evidence Iran is now funding the Taliban to fight off ISIS. This is why we're having to move in closer into the territory. This is called Oops. Oh, we made a mistake. Now we got to try and fix it. And with Obama's skill set, do you think, and his administration's skill set, do you think any fixing? We just need to get by this. Move on. Get somebody who has a real feel. And hopefully, well, take our position as leading the world again. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on the Tim Burns Show. Have a great day, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.